ghosts. Hello, Ghostbusters. They're real. You do? They're mean. You have? They're here. Ghostbusters. Hey, anybody see a ghost? Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Coming to save the world this summer. Ghostbusters. They catch the ghost that won't stay dead. Welcome to Pulp Commentary. I'm Mike. I'm MD. And what? Oh, wait. And fucking Hero. And say hello. Hey. Fucking excitement. And what movie are we watching this evening, MB? Ghostbusters. <sighs> we ain't afraid of no ghosts. I was really hoping Hero would just start singing the song. <laughs> I become Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. And like being being in a neon staircase or something. Which is like, <laughs> I start chasing after a white woman. Yeah, George Wint appears for seemingly no reason at all. Anyway, so this is commentary for Ghostbusters. There's not the original. Else. Yeah, there's <laughs> the original. Um, there's not too much to say to set up, so I think we should just get into it because everybody knows Ghostbusters. Everybody loves Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Just keep saying Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters makes us feel good. Uh, totally. So anyway, so I guess we should just um, start. We're all paused zero seconds in. I will count to three after I say three. Press play. We all ready? I'll take that as a yes. All right. All right. One, two, three. Columbia Pictures. Ah, the old Columbia Pictures logo. I haven't seen this since our last commentary. I got around to posting it eventually. Columbia Pictures. It's impossible for me to see that logo and not hear the theremin in my head. That's the same for you. Like I think I, I almost think of that as like, like the second Ghostbusters logo. <laughs> it's kind of like the for some reason part of the modern day Warner Brothers logo. I always hear the Superman theme in my head, and I don't know why. Sorry, I'm a little I'm a little loud over here. Is, that, is there a cowboy just walking by? I never noticed that. <laughs> That's an 80s sweater. So, did any of this, like, opening scare the shit out of you when you were a kid? Extremely. I could not watch the part where she turns into a monster. I couldn't either. I think it's just the build-up to it. Yeah. It's when you finally see it. And you don't expect it. It's just in the settling. Like, as a kid, you think that librarians are off-limits. The villain of the piece is books. <laughs> <laughs> Damn those books. Hitler shows up and starts burning them. It turns into Fahrenheit 451. These are proton packs to set libraries aflame. <laughs> they kind of do. So what did this chick go on to do? Die. Wow. Fair enough. 
Way to bring the whole room down here. <laughs> I'm to say this. Yeah, even I thought that was too far. I'm to say this is an insanely well directed film. Everything about it is just so expertly done. Well, it's from the same guy who directed Legal Eagles. <laughs> exactly. Can you expect anything less? <laughs> to think his son would go on to direct a heartfelt movie about teen pregnancy. Architect to pop out. <laughs> Best opening for a movie ever. Ah, uh, that's how wasting time should open. That's how my porn tape should open. Just with a shot of that statue. <laughs> like it's impossible to be de- to be depressed whenever that's playing. This is my favorite uh, gag in any film ever. It's that slight visual gag of Bankman Burnell. <laughs> so genius. Like the last movie you expect to have a carry reference. There he is. The personification of everything you wanted to be in the 80s. Everything I want to be now. Is the, per- the personification of everything the Pope Podcast Network stands for. It really is. I mean, look at him. He's the father of Kinnison. I mean, he knows he's getting laid right after the Sheena shot. You know what's weird? In the 80s, like, Bill Murray is a total pimp who just gets laid constantly. But now he'd probably be relegated to the goofy, geeky guy. <laughs> the gum falls out. It's incredible. You're saying Steve Zissou didn't get laid constantly? No, he totally did. But I'm just saying, this con- this back then, you were allowed to be that pimpish. I just loved how they introduced Vinkman, tormenting an 80s slacker with science. Just so he can bang a blonde. Like, that's the 80s personified. To think, Warner Rose looked at this guy and said, Batman. (laughs) (laughs) And to think, years later, it would kind of make sense. It kind of would. It's not like the implication that that guy might actually be psychic. <laughs> Which is always very random. Like he's like secretly how- the villain of the movie. <laughs> it's all his revenge plot against Binkman. <laughs> he conjures the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. It's always kind of amazed me that she got totally aroused by the fact he was about to shock that dude. And there was is born it? my kinky obsessions. Is is that dude like the son of Rick Moranis? <laughs> kind of, his son's like ten feet taller than him. <laughs> With a fro. Hey, look, laser light. I Remember when that was a thing? I've always wanted to see like a prequel movie just about Bankman, like going to school and. Getting his PhD. It's always amazed me that Vinkman. (laughs) (laughs) It's always amazed me that Vinkman is technically a scientist. I know it's it's always incredible. Like he actually seems like he's proved he knows what he's doing, but seems completely incompetent when it comes to science. He's read books. 
Like, he's studied. He's friends he with other scientists. <laughs> Cock-blocked by Dan Aykroyd. Is there no greater indignity? I would totally be cock-blocked by Dan Aykroyd. How are the Ghostbusters? Is there anything better than Dan Aykroyd in the 80s? Bill Murray in the 80s. Or the 90s, because he was... was like, go on. It was like, he was everyone's best friend. He really was. Just, he was so damn likable. He was the Seth Rogen of his time. He was even in Casper. As Raymond Stance. By the way, we do a commentary for Coneheads. <laughs> oh, we should do a commentary for Coneheads. <laughs> Holy shit. Nogger the Gar Plaque. I can't believe I still can't believe there's a gladiator scene in Coneheads. That's the or, greatest scene ever. Where he's in some kind of weird leather outfit and fighting a monster. It looks remarkably like the fucking Rancor. <laughs> That's an amazing movie. Egon Spence. Spangler. Spangler what? Wow. You get off the fucking commentary. Spence. I'm leaving. So here's this guy look like he's related to the Ramies. He does. <laughs> he does. You can come back, MB. We forgive you. He does look like he's from the Ramies. <laughs> And we're friends again. <laughs> I always think it's also funny that Bankman never seems to actually believe in ghosts for the entirety of the film. Even though he's seen, like, point blank. Yeah. He always Even in Ghostbusters 2. Yeah, he always remains skeptical to the whole thing. Yeah, he's the Agent Scully of the group. This was Ernie Hudson show up. He's so pained when he says that. (laughs) The idea of menstruation just disturbs him so much. (laughs) God, Hill Remus has such amazing hair. He has Joker hair. You'd have made a good Joker. Can you imagine just walking around with those props? I wanted those props so badly whenever I was a kid. What movie did that... Did the... um... Did that prop show up again? And, like, they essentially reused the same exact design some some movie. I forget which. It's like I'm tip my tongue. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember it either. God, I wish I could remember. I feel like I just watched it recently, too. I mean, it's literally the exact same thing. They probably just got a toy or something. I want to see Dan Aykroyd's footage. They, they actually shot it. Cameras on the whole time. Yeah, it's like the paranormal activity version of Ghostbusters. <laughs> There's some documentary on um, Netflix. It's him hosting some kind of UFO documentary. I really need to watch it. It's a shame Dan Aykroyd's not funny anymore. What is he's dedicated. Like? Go on. He's dedicated his life to hunting ghosts in the real world. That would be awesome. What is it with like? Comedians 
like Chevy Chase and Dan Aykroyd, who from the eighties, it just seems to like not be funny anymore. Because they eventually all go insane. <laughs> I I can totally accept that answer. I mean, pretty much everybody goes insane once they get past the age of fifty. I told you books were the enemy of this movie. <laughs> they just tried to kill them. The seriousness on Aykroyd's face there always made me laugh. Speaking of serious faces. <laughs> this is like the greatest Marx Brothers movie ever made. <laughs> it is. Like, if the Marx Brothers were still alive and able to make a supernatural comedy, it'd be Ghostbusters. Does that make Winston Harpo? I mean, uh, Zeppo? Yes. Goddamn Zeppo. The scariest moment ever from your childhood. (laughs) Jesus. It still kind of creeps me out, to be honest with you. Yeah, Vigman is still skeptical. (laughs) He's the one who handles it. This like, so that's a ghost. He's the level-headed one of them. Bankman, <laughs> <laughs> you're good with one. I love the dents in Bill Murray's face. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I feel like if I try to talk to a ghost. That should be a pickup line. Hello, I'm Peter. <laughs> Who are you? I'm sure that's how Bill Murray picks up women. <laughs> he calls, him he calls himself Peter Finkman. <laughs> uh, here it comes. <sighs> oh. I never noticed Bill Murray never really reacts there. <laughs> uh, he's seen worse. In vaginas. I thought apparently they had an even more fucked up puppet they were they were going to use for that scene, but the studio ta- thought it was too disturbing. <laughs> and they ended up using it for Fright Night. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And it was the scariest thing in that movie. But weirdly, ghost sex is okay in this movie. Well, it's just a ghost blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> no penetration, Mike. I mean, it's PG-13. Did they ever release those deleted, deleted scenes from this movie? Like, there's a, a lot of them. Big deleted sequence. Like a B-plot. Don't call me Shirley. Just, I want to see that prequel movie so badly. Just them hanging out. <laughs> it was a weird, like, character thing they gave Egon in this movie, where he just likes to snack. I could see a whole movie about Egon. Somebody was into soccer. Emmy, was the last time you said anything? Uh, when I made that zinger about the Raimi's, the Raimi guy. 
when he made that singer. I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm lost in Ghostbusters. All right. <laughs> lost <laughs> in Ghostbusters. Hero? As we all are. I like how this movie has two unpleasant, high-strung, older guys with slightly British accents. <laughs> oh, Peck. Walter Peck. Who plays that- essentially the same character in Die Hard. And in Real Genius. And Die Hard 2. You should become patent clerks. I just want to see I, William at. Go ahead. No, that's literally all I wanted to say. I agree with that. Make it I so. See, I just want to see William Atherton pop up in a show like Community as a character like Walter Pitt. I'm sure he's killed himself a long time ago. He's tired of everyone hating him. I love this speech. Look at him. <laughs> so He's so happy. excited. It's like money. My favorite I don't know ever. I love that. I'm drunk. <laughs> he looks the, the cocaine off his teeth. <laughs> uh, the best way to sum up this scene is we couldn't afford to film inside a bank, so we just filmed walking out of the bank. <laughs> Let's think him in a suit. I love um, Ray's tie. Ray really loves his green, doesn't he? See, another reason to see a prequel movie is Ray living in a house. (laughs) Oh, there it is. Just the idea of Dan Aykroyd owning a building is hilarious to you. (laughs) Well, a normal house. He has a home. Yeah, like a normal house. Like, there's a front porch. A basement. Egon. Oh, so it's my old house. Architect. <laughs> Egon. Architect. Inventor. Astronaut. <laughs> Symbiote. <laughs> For some reason, I'm imagining him as, like, the opening to uh, the $6 million man. Emmy, <laughs> I want you to be this excited about things. <laughs> I'm going to get my stuff. We make I run a podcast. We make the PPN headquarters. This needs to be the origin of pulp of the Pulp Podcast Network. <laughs> we're disgraced and thrown off there. <laughs> we're disgraced and thrown off a campus. <laughs> I don't like how the animated series basically took how how he acted in that one scene and based the entire character around that. <laughs> Just made him retarded, even though he's a scientist and fat. Very fat. They made Egon a blonde Adonis. <laughs> who looked exactly like a character who would later appear in Carmen Sandiego. Which amazes me because it's literally the same exact design. Oh, there he is. Looks like he has an erection in his stomach. Is he wearing Mario's costume from Super Mario Brothers the movie? Yes. A little known fact about Rick Moranis. Look look at his look at the neck right there. 
That's a, he's fucking manly. Look how hairy his chest is. It comes up to his fucking neck. <laughs> it's riding up to his chin. That's how much chest hair and manliness that man has. I think Rick Moranis, as a person, represents all of Canada. <laughs> he's Captain Canada. He is the Canadian flag. Did you see him on the Canadian, on like a Canadian poster? His shirt's off, just flowing fucking chest hair. He's holding an axe. He's pouring maple hair. syrup on himself. Exactly. There's just a lot going on. It's like a Frazetta painting. <laughs> have a shower. <laughs> I need to say that more often. I'm going to have a shower. He guy looks down at his mark. Genius. <laughs> Who do you think wrote that commercial? I like to think it's Ray. He sat typing it up all night. <laughs> <laughs> I love that shot of Ray, just the way he moves that thing. Genius. I like how when everybody in any, any movie when someone buys groceries, there's always celery. It's always sticking out the top of the bag. Yeah, just to show like there's groceries in this bag, there's celery, and it's always paper. Yeah, stay puffed. Don't trust the eggs. And <laughs> <laughs> Emmy doesn't trust any inanimate object in this film. The cookbooks I, in the background all are evil. exciting the eggs. This oddly just makes me want to eat eggs. MB, make me some eggs. <laughs> With my counter. <laughs> That's very messy. This happened to me last week. It was a hell of a thing. Turns out it was just a bobcat in there. That's a scene in a movie. <laughs> a Bill Murray movie. That guy really shit his pants. Can you imagine being on set this day? I'd be very confused. I'd like to think that Ray stole that from a funeral home. <laughs> There's still a body in the back. He killed somebody. It's Slimer. That's why he hangs around. <laughs> it is in their garage. Hey, Janine. To think in the sequel she got hot. And that in another medium she would become a Ghostbuster herself. <laughs> And become badass. It was always very strange. <laughs> oh, we gone. Oh, yeah. oh, look at that 80s computer. I get that in this movie, Egon almost outpimps Bill Murray. Prince is dead. See, even back then they were saying that. Egon invented the internet. 
<laughs> now I'm just imagining this as an action movie. <laughs> being his catchphrase at the end of the trailer. He'll <laughs> spores, molds, and fungus. And just a shot of him cocking a shotgun. Egon Hard. I don't know why that would be the title of the movie. Look at Aykroyd's ass there. It always made it, it's always weird that Ray smokes. It doesn't seem to fit his character at all, but he smokes. <laughs> he pops up like the gopher in Caddyshack. <laughs> I like to think that this is his character from Caddyshack, like after he educated himself. <laughs> He's wearing kind of a Joker shirt there. Binkman becomes the Riddler later on. <laughs> That's why he's not in Extreme Ghostbusters. He appeared in Extreme Ghostbusters. I don't remember. There was a there was an episode where they teamed up with the old Ghostbusters. Oh, that's right. I've got to watch that show again. It had a great theme song. Oh God! And it was extreme. It was so extreme. That that show was the '90s personified. Oh God, it was. And it had a hot goth chick in it. A Ghostbuster in a wheelchair. <laughs> I bet that beer he's drinking is delicious. Sure it's not. I like to think that Extreme Ghostbusters is in continuity with this. <laughs> just a few thing. years just a few years later, Egon would be training a team of young go getting <laughs> Ghostbusters. Giving moral lessons to a goth chick Ghostbuster. Another reason I want to see a prequel movie, though, is, I mean, look how close they're sitting. They're best of buds. They're sharing a box of Cheez-Its. They've been through some shit. Do you think there's an origin story to his hair? <laughs> Possible. Possible. Like, the wacky shenanigans go into it. Dun, 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 dun. His hair is haunted. Dun, dun. I think Sigourney Weaver is pretty hot. No chest, though. That's a problem. It's a nice apartment. I think they just picked up that stick off the street. (laughs) He was doing this before he even became a Ghostbuster. This is always how he enters chick's apartments. (laughs) It's actually a sex device. He's spraying the room with knockout gas. <laughs> I always love that. This you? <laughs> the score to this is awesome. <laughs> such an intense score for Bill Murray hijinks. <laughs> Bill Murray hijinks. What a crime. <laughs> Like from any other guy that would come off as so creepy. It'd be like a rapist thing to say. Pretty much everything Vigman does in this movie is rapey. But it's Bill Murray, so it's lovable. We accept it. It's not coming from Winston. <laughs> Winston. I think she hasn't cleaned it up. <laughs> I don't know why I always like that. These are the eggs? 
celery must have wilted by now. It's a little wilty. I'll give him that. I'd start eating those eggs. It's a nice ice cream. You'd eat anything that was touched by Bill Murray. God, I would. His essence. This always makes you want to have a Coke. My God, their product placement works. I mean, look at it. There's actually two different kinds of Coke cans. One says Coca-Cola, one just says Coke. See? These are real slob. Well, you know. All brilliant men are. She's a brilliant man. Yes. I was talking about Murray. Ah. This makes me hungry. Go have food. What is with you in movie food? I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a problem. You want to stay puff marshmallow. I do want to stay puff marshmallow now. When I was a kid, I was so disappointed that there weren't really Stay Puft Marshmallows. They make them now. They're caffeinated. Now, doesn't the box cost like $30 or something? Why was there a th- a, just a severed hand made of wood? Did anybody else notice that? It's haunting her because of her bad taste in home decor. It's essentially just Beetlejuice. <laughs> just from any other man, this would be a terrifying <laughs> scene. <laughs> There'd be a dark score underneath it. Pete <laughs> Binkman's a guy who can get things done. He always has like a different voice there. Leave. <laughs> He's forcing himself through the door. I like that they cut out with just Vinkman walking towards that guy. Menacing. Like in Blade Runner. <laughs> if you look closely, there's blood on his hands. This always makes me want Chinese food. Petty cash. I never noticed Egon was actually working on a uh, the fucking name of the thing that's very famous that I just forgot for some reason. Proton. Gun. Ghost stick. (laughs) Ghost stick. Here it comes. Oh, best part ever. (sighs) I can't even tell you how often Megan does that. (laughs) She has a bill. It always amazes me that they got arcade games. (laughs) That was in the budget. I just like how Vinkman brings his food. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's his genius. How scared Egon is. And they actually worked those, they still kept those arcade games in the Ghostbusters video game. Are those new games supposed to be any good? The last one? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Ghost into Ghostbusters 3 will ever get. And for some reason still has Max von Sydow. <laughs> but it's like, um, fucking, Vigo is only just a painting inside the, uh, 
the station because you can go up to and talk to every once in a while. But they still, for some reason, got Max von Sydow to do the voice. <laughs> Even though he only has like six different kinds of lines, that's just insulting you. That's See, he's amazing. He's ever made. Oh, this guy. <laughs> just this movie is just two hours of Bill Murray interacting with high-strung, effeminate Englishmen. <laughs> I want those goggles. I have to think that that guy, Peck, and the Dean are like all the same person. Like they're Vigo shape-shifting or something. He's, he's like the Moriarty character of the whole series. Bite your head off. Wouldn't have been awesome if when he asked him if he was a cosmonaut, he just said yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) And he actually flew. (laughs) You say that to MB every day. That's my favorite line. Unlicensed nuclear accelerator on your back. Switch me on, baby. Try doing this in a hotel in New York City today. Just walking in dressed like that. Get thrown and get It's up. probably normal. That is true, it is New York. Only in New York. Ha <laughs> ha. Fuck New York. Anyway. <laughs> this would be a really dark movie if they killed her and then had to deal with the consequences of murder. <laughs> they tried to she, body. she just explodes like she was killed by Dr. Manhattan. It just paranoia sets in as they all get paranoid of each other. They turn on Ray. <laughs> they eat him. It's all going they kill insane. Him. They kill him like the fat kid in Lord of the Flies. <laughs> uh, Lord of the Flies. It's a nice hotel. You know, you go back into it in Ghostbusters the game. You do, Mike? You do, Hero. You fight an old ghost of a sea captain. And we've officially come across Ed in the movie. <laughs> I love Slimer. Got his own cartoon. Did you wish you had, like, an inflatable Slimer or something? Oh, God, yes. I call my dick. Inflatable Slimer. <laughs> I mean, just Slimer, but yeah, Inflatable Slimer. It is pretty inflatable. Oh! Who do you think Slimer was before he was a ghost? That always fascinated me as a child. John Belushi. <laughs> Makes sense. Peter Cushing. No, this is all bullshit anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Go home and play with my cars. I love Finkman's reaction to ghosts in this movie. (laughs) It's always so genius. 
No matter how many times he sees one, he can't believe it exists. <laughs> he's like, <"Hey>, fish. <laughs> the, ur- the urgency of this run is, makes me laugh. Just a one shot. <laughs> it's like a Michael Mann movie. <sighs> Cha-ching! He says that, and Ray Park comes out. <laughs> As Toad. Sidgwick. The one good thing to come out of the whole Facebook timeline was Flexo posting, I've been timelined with that photo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. Those look very high tech for the eighties. It has radar, <laughs> ghost radar. <laughs> Why that turned into a Law and Order SVU episode all of a sudden? That's the one. That's the one that got me. He wraps himself in a blanket and cries. Mariska Hargitay shows up. Christopher Maloney puts his hand on his shoulder. It's gonna be all right, bro. He's in his underwear. Christopher Maloney gets in a fist fight with Slimer. (laughs) (laughs) He starts crying. Uh, It's all very emotional. Then it's cuts to credits. Slimer's a dark reflection of his own inner turmoil. (laughs) 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 The ultimate moral is there's a Slimer in all of us. (laughs) Even Munch? Wow, I killed the conversation with that one, didn't I? I like that they're essentially committing an act of terrorism in here. <laughs> Ew. So the ghost can grab a bottle, but the liquid just goes right through him? This movie is bullshit. <laughs> Bill Murray's reaction to everything is perfect. (laughs) MB, next time we're having a conversation, just randomly shout out, I need some room to put the trap down. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll make room. The fact they put that line in the background always makes me laugh. Little known fact, I've actually done that with flowers on the table and, and said that line. The flowers I'm the only, sure you have. The flowers were the only thing on the table, though, so I can kind of get away with it. That'd be a wrinkle like if he did like on having space a psychedelic up. experience or something. <laughs> it's like I'm tripping out. <laughs> what do you think it's like to look into the trap? 
like looking at Cthulhu or something. I always wonder what happens. It should have been the third movie, them looking into the trap. <laughs> but wasn't there that episode of the, the, the real Ghostbusters where they went inside the containment unit? I think there was. <laughs> I say that every time I walk out of a dining room. <laughs> I say it every time I actually come. I like that Wright immediately knows what he's doing. <laughs> like, how does he even know any of that? <laughs> the guy in the background. <laughs> I never noticed him. <laughs> oh, God, his face. It just, he can't wait to get home and tell his family about this. Have you ever seen the film The Ghostbreakers with Bob Hope? No, I haven't. It's like a vaguely racist version of Ghostbusters. <laughs> I really recommend watching it. Are you saying Ghostbusters isn't vaguely racist? More vaguely racist. Oh, you can see your spine. Alan Moore. <laughs> <laughs> He's Who's watching every you? 80s movie. Who's <laughs> the one of those cameras? I never noticed that that guy just stands there. He even has, like, the rings, like Alan Moore. <laughs> he did. He did. That's awesome. In the neighborhood. You need a car like this, except it just has a giant tam on it. <laughs> you see the look on their faces in that picture? That looks like they're in immense pain. <laughs> I love that Larry King exists in the Ghostbusters universe. <laughs> If you look closely, there's actually a guy chasing them because they weren't supposed to actually film there. They're stealing the location. <laughs> I love that. I want, I want that framed, that cover of The Atlantic. It's amazing to think that Ron Jeremy is in the background somewhere. Oh, yeah, we got to look out for that, Ron Jeremy's cameo. I love it. I love Casey Kasem's fucking cameo on this. Dance the night away. Just, just, I want to see that movie. Just them becoming celebrities. There's like so many mini movies in this movie. This could have been like beyond a franchise. It could have been like... It could have been as big as Star Wars. Bankman stats. Ghostbusters Super Diet. Princess die expecting again. Wow. Right on. See, I want to see this subplot. There's an entire subplot about Ray getting blown by a ghost. And if you look at it, he's in a costume. Like, they, they, like Ray and Winston would have worn costumes. <laughs> like something fucked up is going on. <laughs> yeah. always been curious and like okay if there he is god Winston Zettermore your honor I've always wondered like that scene of them like in bed falling off and kicking around and like swimming in bed 
Like, how did that fit in before they conked in the delete the other scene? Were they all just like having sex dreams? Like they were dreaming of Janine. God. To think now he does a voice on a Transformers cartoon. And appears at con at conventions in that outfit. Flintstone. I'm sure I did that in the Ghostbusters 2 commentary, but I'm doing it again. Flintstone. It almost feels weird that Vigo isn't even in this movie, even though he only technically appears in a sequel. <laughs> it's like he should be a part of it. He's around. He's watching. <laughs> guy's a big nose. Again, another effeminate guy with a vaguely, <laughs> a vaguely New England accent. I love that she goes from being in an orchestra to working at a museum. Like, how does that work? She's um, she wears many hats. She's a Barbie doll. Was was that Doctor Who in the background? <laughs> I think I so. Think it was again. It's the same guy. He keeps regenerating. <laughs> so this isn't so much like a Ghostbusters universe as just a universe Doctor Who visited. They were just seeing another something that was happening in. I can believe it. Believe it. It becomes David Tennant at the end. Zool. MB, have you met Zool? I have not. This is back when people would call um, refrigerators ice boxes. <laughs> I wish we'd go back to that. We we need to bring that back. Do I love calling it the ice? Let's box. let's do let's do a campaign over Twitter. Yes. Hashtag ice boxes. <laughs> yes. Write in to at Pulp Kinnison and tell us. About how you want to call refrigerators ice boxes from now on. Let's start a movement. Bill Murray gets behind it. <laughs> we get him to retweet it. Look, there's a kind of jumpsuit rollerblading behind them. There's a lot of stuff going on. This guy with a cello. I wonder what happened to the cowboy. <sighs> He's dead now. He left me in charge. <laughs> God damn it, MB. I just noticed he's wearing his Ghostbusters jumpsuit under that. You never noticed that? He wears it all the time, like he's part of the Fantastic Four. <laughs> well, he is Johnny Storm. Literally, he That's played Johnny Storm. <laughs> yeah, he played Johnny Storm in a radio play. Best orientation ever. The Ghostbusters suits are made of unstable molecules. <laughs> Favorite line ever coming up. I know. <laughs> Traps clean. <laughs> <laughs> like if I ever have to train somebody at my job, I'm going to sneak that line in at the end. Please do. Light is green. Trap is clean. clean.
There's a whole subplot about Janine suing them for sexual harassment. Ray raped her one night. Pinkman is such a dick in this movie. (laughs) And yet he's still a likable character somehow. Walter Peck. The man with no dick. You know, in a way, this entire situation with Peck could have been easily avoided if he just talked to Ray instead of Bankman. <laughs> like the entire entire third act of this movie is because Bankman was such a dick. Yes. <laughs> it's like sending Tony Stark to go talk to General Ross. I just noticed Janine peeking in. (laughs) She she wants to tell Peck so badly all the ways they've mistreated her. Sometimes they make her touch herself in front of them. Mike, you need to be this vague about stuff. It's like in every conversation, it's like, I'm not at liberty to say. (laughs) He didn't say the magic word. People aren't even asking questions. I'm just, resp- I'm just responding in that way. <laughs> so, Mike, did you like your did you like your sandwich? I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> you didn't say the magic word. You know, all things considered, I think Peck's being very reasonable here. He really, like I said, he he flat out is. He it's just like if Ray was there, would have been dealt better. And he has every right to be there. Like, Ray would have just took him down there and showed him stuff, and everything would have been okay. Like, they've essentially got a nuclear reactor in the middle of New York City. Oh, the Twinkie conversation. Anybody else want a Twinkie? I want a Twinkie. And potato chips, there was a potato chip bag behind Bankman. That was the immediately most- makes me... Go on. It immediately makes me want to watch Zombie Land again. Oh god, that is the most perfect-looking Twinkie ever, by the way. It's the ghost of a Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> Just that dramatic cutaway to the lightning. Dun dun. The dun, Twinkie's gone dun. nuclear. <laughs> The Twinkie is Peck in one of his many forms. (laughs) All of a sudden, it's a Daredevil movie. (laughs) Peck has existed for millions of years through different times, through different people. This is the current Peck. The eighth He he thought he could reach out to Vinkman through his psychic study, but instead he was tortured with electric shocks. This is his revenge. all happening because of him. Again, it all comes back to Vinkman being a dick. Burn in hell, Vinkman. (laughs) (laughs) That's the reason everybody at that university hated him. He just ruined everyone's lives. Why is she so nice to him? (laughs) (laughs) He's, 
just he's a terrible person. Every interaction with a woman I've ever had. <laughs> Jesus, I can believe it. You look kind of like Rick Moranis. <laughs> Without his manliness. <laughs> I've said that when locked out of a room before. <laughs> really? Let me in! <laughs> Intentionally quoting the movie, by the way. Uh, of course. And then nobody lets you in. Well, you... Well, technically, you could say it's Lewis. Let me in because it's Lewis. <laughs> you need to you need to get locked out of a place. Right now, lock me out of somewhere. Women in movies always have a hard relationship with their mother. It's not that cold out. She's wearing. That shit always happens to Sigourney Weaver when she undresses. That's true. I mean, you just watched Alien. You have to agree. Yeah, I mean, that's what I was just thinking. He's a Ghostbuster. Her cat appears. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly she's attacked by the xenomorph. She goes into a cryo (laughs) tube. It's a whole thing. All right, before we see this, I just want to remind you, this happens in a comedy. A Bill Murray comedy. <laughs> Freddy Krueger effect. <laughs> oh, oh, just cloud grabs her tit, too. <laughs> you can see a little bit of Sigourney Weaver tit for a second there. Oh, wow, you could. Holy shit. <laughs> Waffles. Did we just see a crime being committed? <laughs> Weird it's demonic bestiality rape. Yeah, it's Finkman in one of his many forms. We get it. The building is evil. The genius part of this scene is it's entirely from Rick Moranis. It's entirely improvised from Rick Moranis. And in one continuous shot. It's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Everybody just has to react to him. It's just so effortless. <laughs> it's just like... It's incredible. Even this. Just the dancing and all that. Yeah. <laughs> The great thing is that hot chick would have to have perfect comedic comedic timing for that joke to work. Ted and Annette Fleming, my favorite just jokes ever. Everybody in this scene just looks so eighties. All that jargon he's spouting was made up on the spot. Yeah, it's just he's like superhuman. Where is Rick Moranis? Refusing to do anything. Stop motion. Did that that blonde chick just fall to her death? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) He goes down the stairs and sees Ed 209. (laughs) Uh. 
runs back upstairs. <laughs> you have 30 seconds to comply. <laughs> Action, Moranis. <laughs> <laughs> Leap. He stops to admire that sculpture. It is a nice sculpture. They'd help him, but he does this every weekend. <laughs> He's usually naked, so. A woman showed her boob to me. Help. <laughs> He's just smearing his genitals against the glass. <laughs> Make the fuzziness go away. wondered what does it do to him because he's fine in the next scene is he is he the psychological just shove his head up his ass or something <laughs> I like that they always have to throw in a punk rock chick <laughs> Vinkman just accepts that <laughs> there's been a horrible tragedy he comes in with flowers He's wreckage everywhere. He's not concerned. <laughs> He's still being goofy, and there's police a few feet away. Do you think there should be a gritty reboot of Ghostbusters? <laughs> We're all like the supernatural stuff is incredibly nutty. <laughs> Nutty. <laughs> it's like a goldfish. Just a video game NPC. <laughs> like he does this over and over again the entire night, fucks her each time. Monopoly guy in the background. Wow. Never noticed that. It's Sir Topham Hat. Yeah, I just dropped a Thomas the Tank Engine reference. Deal with it. I like it. I respect it. There's so much pink. Is there a picture of herself as a child on her bed, next to her bed? I just noticed that. <laughs> she got what was coming to her. It's nice that the demon inside of her decided to change and apply makeup. <laughs> and want to make out with Bill Murray. <laughs> now, the exact same thing happened between him and Bridget Fonda in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> Demon and all. Well, wow, Murray ass. Rare Murray ass shot. We just copped a feel there. There's not much to cop a feel of.
Zuli, you nut. <laughs> it becomes a sitcom. It's just so nonchalant. <laughs> he, he's dealt with this many times before. <laughs> he's dealt with many a crazy chick. Uh, this happens every time Sigourney Weaver has an orgasm. <laughs> yeah, I still wouldn't have sex with her. This is pretty much how Jason Reitman was conceived. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, daughter whose name I don't remember. Catherine. Catherine, yes. God, Catherine's hot. Who uh, knew Ivan Reitman's daughter would be so fucking mind-numbingly hot? It doesn't make sense. And hilarious, too. She's awesome. God, she is. Why doesn't she have a podcast? It's a YouTube show. Yeah, that's True. almost better than a podcast, actually. Because you can see her. Good to see. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In outfits. Yeah, in that Wonder Woman outfit. Why are we watching that now? <laughs> Why aren't we doing commentary for that show? Vince Clortho. <laughs> this is this is only the second greatest thing to come from Ivan Reitman. Right Envy, can you do me a favor? I want you to introduce yourself constantly as in, as Vince Cortho. <laughs> I love that guy's reaction to that is, what an asshole. <laughs> He's such a jaded New Yorker. He sees people make their eyes glow red and talk in a demon voice all the time. Like how quick they picked him up. I like how instead of, like, taking him to a doctor of some kind, they take him to the Ghostbusters. <laughs> I like those at the Justice League now. <laughs> they really are. Like they're a higher authority. A boom tube opens up, they have to fight Dark Side. Vinkman <laughs> 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 <Some> interacting. <laughs> Orion. <laughs> God. <laughs> He meets Mr. Miracle. You imagine Ray dodging fucking Omega Beams. <laughs> he tricks it into, like, clashing with a parademon. Because of his amazing agility. Big Barda tries to hook up with Egon. She does. <laughs> it's really disturbing. The way Horanus says all these lines is possibly one of the most incredible things ever. Look at the way he moves his mouth. While wearing that hat. Giant that sore. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so incredible. What do you think a giant slore is? Rick Moranis. <laughs> 
It's like a giant Rick Moranis on a T-Rex body. <laughs> I like the idea of a giant Rick Moranis. <laughs> it's just five foot one. <laughs> Mecha Death Moranis. <laughs> so, the idea of Egon designing that helmet. <laughs> I think That's his should, science helmet. I think they should have kept him. Is that another picture, picture of her? Of her? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Man, she is in love with herself. I think Egon should have kept uh, Moranis as Vince Cortho just around. You know, he was harmless for the most part. Just, like, keep him as a pet. He becomes their mascot. <laughs> He's their howling mad Murdoch. <laughs> Murdoch. <laughs> I'm not sure. Why is, the, why is, like, that particular demon completely retarded? <laughs> he's like a monkey or something he's so nice though like she's doing demon voices and floating he just just wants to hand stuff to people like I'm surprised he wasn't the lovable sidekick in the cartoon show <laughs> uh, my favorite scene in this movie <laughs> just the tone of it. And this is when you finally see Winston in the actual Ghostbusters outfit. Never- First time you see Winston doing something. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, why is he in these movies? <laughs> it's so weird they decide, like, just throw in some metal random character. We find out that Ray is an atheist. <laughs> But he knows scripture. Ray is such a complex character. He's fascinating. <laughs> Judgment Day. <laughs> it's such a serious scene. <laughs> I mean, I want to have this exact conversation with you one day. It'll happen. While we're driving back from fighting Civil War era ghosts. <laughs> we're dressed in these outfits. You're smoking. <laughs> You're black. I'm looking at blueprints for no reason. <laughs> you say you love Jesus' style. <laughs> it suddenly becomes day. We're driving on the outskirts of New York City. The Twin Towers still exist. Too far? All I could think of was that joke from the Super Mario Brothers commentary. Jesus. <laughs> I don't think this takes place in the same universe. <laughs> Scapelli's there somewhere. <laughs> Scapelli. I just wanted to say that dramatically. Scapelli. I always love the hard hat guy. Just so like, wow, this place is huge. Oh, technology. <laughs> I just bring one guy. Like that's Peck's whole strategy. I'm gonna bring one cop and one guy in a hard hat in case you know things get technical. <laughs> Colonel Guile, these instructions. <laughs> but we can all go home.
You know, he, Peck says they they're faking everything, right? With with electronic light shows, for some reason, still believes they have a giant containment unit for ghosts in the basement that needs to be shut off. Like you can't have it both ways. I guess the nuclear powered light shows. I mean, Peck's technically right here. He did have his chance to cooperate, and he fucked, and he fucked it up. And they essentially have a ghost Guantanamo Bay in the middle of New York City. I could break open at any time. Like, all it takes is for somebody to flip a switch, and they're all released and wreaking havoc. When you think about it, Vinkman's really the villain of this movie. Until Lenny shows up. That guy has the tiniest waist. Nonchalant. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis is still there. They brought him in to witness it. know anything about this. What makes him say that? And then Armageddon. <laughs> and Wormwood fell from the sky. Whatever the fuck that is. <laughs> the way Peck runs. what happens when they turn off the trap. <laughs> Is it me or did it look like Moranis was trying to Hulk out? <laughs> oh, he was. You're not the Hulk. I'm the Hulk. Oh! <laughs> he rips off his shirt and runs through New York City. <laughs> he tries to lift a car. Moranis smash! But they're in different clothes now. They changed, they changed the on the way home. <laughs> yeah, they, they just they parked and changed. Like, why isn't his jumpsuit zipped up all the way? What the fuck happened in that car? <laughs> why is that guy grimacing so much? <laughs> Again, Peck is right. Stay puffed. Egon is secretly two face. <laughs> I could see it. Wow. It's magic, magic. Ah, uh, the creepiest song ever written. I want this to play at my funeral. <laughs> my body's being like lowered down. It's magic, magic, magic. <laughs> Your ghost starts wreaking havoc across New York City. Fight back. I like to think this takes place in the same universe as the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. <laughs> this is my favorite puppet ever, by the way. Oh. Look at that thing. God damn, I love that thing. That's live-action Kennison. <laughs> it, it really is. Steve Johnson is amazing. I thought so many of these ghosts don't actually do any harm. 
They're just kind of more dicks. Like, Slimer's not doing anything wrong. He just likes to eat food. Once again, he can chew the food, but it falls right through him. Clearly, it's not. It's magic. 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 <laughs> Slimer's bulimic. <laughs> the lead scene of him vomiting. He's bulimic, but he always stays fat. He's tortured. It's like hell for him. Explosion! Fifty people are murdered. I will forever give Sigourney Weaver credit for standing in an explosion. Just for a close-up shot. (laughs) I just love his reasoning. (laughs) Just work for the Ghostbusters. I like Earth 2 Winston right there. <laughs> Isn't Sandor the uh, villain in the Ghostbusters game? You go to his island. I like that Vinkman tells Ray to talk to him like he's not a scientist. <laughs> he never studied. He's looking at Earth too much in his <laughs> I, like, I like that he's listening more intently than anybody else there. Because he's Earth too instant. <laughs> <laughs> he's eyeballing Vinkman. He takes his he takes his job way too seriously, whereas Earth One Winston doesn't take it too seriously enough. The one in the do rag is John Henry Irons Winston. <laughs> A necessary surgery. I want to say that in conversation so bad. Just stops my let me guess. Goes a worshippers. Even though it has no context for, you know, somebody's telling me about, you know, a salad they made. (laughs) How captivated the prisoners are. (laughs) It's a pretty fascinating story. Actually happened. Is that Quint in the back? (laughs) I love Earth 2 Winston. I like to think that Bill Murray ad-libbed that. <laughs> Earth two Winston put up his hands. <laughs> what are we gonna do? He reacts as soon as Earth one Winston reacts. See, they're they're forever linked. <laughs> this is full of like, oh god, another die cop hard. from Die Hard. He is like the most typecast person. I just want to watch Family Matters though. Great show. Urkel <laughs> exists in this continent. I think she just looks bushed. <laughs> it's my dream to have that exchange right before sex. I know. Oh, God. I'm going to convince a chick to do it one day. Hey, listen. The door's just going to swing open. I'm going to stand there. Looking kind of retarded. 
I'm going to be Rick Moranis. Yeah. I'm going to have huge, thick glasses on. And monstrous chest hair. It's going to come up to my neck. And then we're going to make vicious love and bring forth a Babylonian god. <laughs> he turns into a wolf man. <laughs> Pinkman comes in and he says, No! Do not see me! <laughs> She's wearing the same dress. Why are you doing... She is. Why are you doing Andy from Twin Peaks again? <laughs> I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's Rick Moranis' monster voice. All your voices have just devolved into Andy from Twin Peaks. Blood, Lucy. Blood. I'm the key master, Lucy. <laughs> Happy birthday, Andy. What a better way to spend your birthday, too. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? I like how MB Consonant snowball arms. MB hasn't responded to me, by the way. <laughs> He's eating a cake. <laughs> Are you? I, I I might be. Let's sing and sing MB happy birthday. My by us I mean just heroes sing MB happy birthday. Happy birthday. Wait, 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 wait. You, we, the, the rights to happy birthday song are very expensive. Uh, Come up with a different song. When there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you going to call? I mean, You're I, supposed to jump in at Mike. No, you, it's, it's, it, I mean, make it MB birthday themed. <laughs> I like how there's... <laughs> There's like an intense discussion about how to celebrate her birthday. <laughs> you know, I gotta be perfectly honest. It totally slipped my mind that it was my birthday. <laughs> you were too amazed by Ghostbusters to think about it. That makes me so happy. And it's it recorded. makes sense to be honest because. It is Ghostbusters. <laughs> I love that Winston's the one who talks to the mayor. Ish. He raps to him. All right, mayor, let's talk about real shit. <laughs> That's a lie, ever. I love how this exact scene's in Ghostbusters, too. I like how uh, every scene in Ghostbusters is in Ghostbusters, too. <laughs> it was the Hangover 2 of its time. But better. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Winston just, just slaps on the shoulder. Tell him about the Twinkie. <laughs> Again, I want to do that in conversation one day. Lenny. Lenny. Just any time I picture the mayor of New York, I imagine that guy. Like, he looks like what the mayor of New York should look like. Always look like. Like the priest just smiling and nodding creepily. Then he goes and rapes a kid. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I'll fix you, Vinkman. Fix you. I'll meet you back in the sequel. 
he's building that laser beam in real genius to get back at Vinkman. <laughs> <laughs> I love this shot so much. Dun, dun. Captain America pe- appears on top of a car. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> we were at war. This is what the end of the world looks like. This is the way the world ends. Bill Bill Murray's there. (laughs) Dun dun. Everybody was just somebody on a stretcher. That's dark. (laughs) What are you (laughs) pointing at? The clouds. (laughs) I love this song. Saving the day. It's like it's just... The Ghostbuster series has such blatant song lyrics in their movies. Like, there's just the the Chris Brown song in Ghostbusters 2. Not Chris Brown. Bobby Brown's song. (laughs) Chris Brown. (laughs) My bad. Bobby Brown's song Ghostbusters 2 is literally just the plot being rapped. As it should be. Just a Secret Service guy there for no reason. David High Pierce. <laughs> Are they Ghostbusters? They sign autographs first. <laughs> Again, this is how the world should end with Bill Murray surrounded by holy men. He has a date with a ghost. This is the best line ever, by the way. I like that technically they're not fighting a ghost. They're fighting a god. I like how real it gets right there. Deathly serious. It's like no one noticed him beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> they were too distracted by Murray. I like how for a second before the ground starts to shake, it just looks like there's an establishing shot of a carpet. <laughs> it's kind of swaying in the wind. Cthulhu pops out. <laughs> We also said they died and it was up to Slimer to stop. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> Lewis puts on the proton pack. He was born to wear that outfit. I have the weird heroic moment of them like, they're still alive! <laughs> they were not killed by the scenery. <laughs> Boomer is all right. Hey. They're standing again. <laughs> the black guy didn't die first. He's so blase about it. <laughs> I want us to do this with this song playing. Everyone was chanting our names. 
It's amazing to think that there was a day when Bill Murray was wearing that suit, surrounded by a group of people chanting, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. (laughs) She blew the fuck out of him. Again, that's a scene that's in Ghostbusters 2. What, of her laying on Rick Moranis' dick? No, it was them going up the stairs. Well, that makes sense. Look at him, he's so happy. He can't even walk. He wasn't even possessed. This is all part of an elaborate scheme to get laid. He probably never got over it. It is weird how they all trust Lewis by the second movie, even though he's kind of a creep in this. And kind of a creep in the second one, too. He ends up watching Dana's kid. Her male kid. Why is there a big a kid deal? That ends up, a kid that, that ends up being kidnapped. By a guy who voiced Dr. Octopus. And the Mad Hatter. <laughs> it's Vigo. It's Vigo. You would like the buzzing of flies to him. So how do you edit that into this movie? <laughs> Just that line. Like they kick down the door and you just hear, It's Vigo! Oh, so the stairs are behind the fridge. Good deduction there, guys. There should be a transforming noise over this. The building transforms into a robot. Cyclonus... They They found the fourth skull. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. They need that to control the power of the other three. Could you imagine... What that is? They have wasted your time. Could you imagine Dan Aykroyd really excitedly saying, we're going to the Devil's Vortex. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bring all my stuff. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of stuff do you think he has? A teddy bear. Oh. It's not going to stop me from fucking her. You think while they were going up those stairs, Ernie Hudson just turned to them and said, Well, I'm Winston, by the way. <laughs> I don't know if we've been introduced. Um. I never thought about it, but Vinkman never interacts with Winston in this movie. That's true, they never really speak. (laughs) He refuses to acknowledge the black man. (laughs) This isn't a comedy. (laughs) A Bill Murray comedy. Ugliest model ever. Just think, that could have been Paul Rubens. Is it a girl? Is it a girl? It's Ziggy Stardust. 
Kind of looks like Ziggy. Oh, David Bowie. David Bowie should have played him. He's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Talking in a vaguely southern accent. He doesn't want to talk about Judy. <laughs> God damn it. Are you a god, Lucy? (laughs) Why is Ray the one to talk to her? (laughs) He he just says, get her. She kills them instantly. God. Gets to look for look to Vinkman for the answer. Am I a god? <laughs> and imagine if they had Vinkman go talk to her; he just would have been evasive. <laughs> just made things worse. They should have Winston go talk to her. Well, I don't know. Are you a god? I mean, I don't feel comfortable answering this question. You can say the magic word. I can't answer that. Cannot answer that. I bet you want to know what makes me tick. Say yes. Best line ever. Action Ghostbusters. <laughs> this just got real. Just four middle-aged men teaming up to battle a woman. <laughs> One of them with no character development at all. Same thing to Bridget Fonda. <laughs> Action Bowie. <laughs> I really wish it was David Bowie. She turns it to an eagle. <laughs> well, she dodged us the last time. Let's see what happens when we turn around and announce what we're going to do. <laughs> like it's like they're in Dragon Ball Z or something. <laughs> Spirit Bomb! Kaido Ken! Well, that did it. <laughs> it is Miller time. Well observed, Vinkman. <laughs> it's about to get real. Science? <laughs> Science. Hi, uh, hi, uh. The buildings attacking them now. Is Harold Ramis being adaptation. electrocuted by invisible electricity? It's like a pulsing. It's kind of hilarious. Did somebody Stop on set it. tell him that like, they were being electrocuted again? Or has come. MB, choose the form of the destructor. Batman appears. <laughs> like, God <laughs> damn it, MB, we can't fight Batman. <laughs> it's a giant Batman that doesn't talk. <laughs> Just waddles slowly through New York City. <laughs> it's the Adam West Batman, too. 
So it's smiling creepily. <laughs> oh, Jesus. It turns around and you just see that face. The hell run away screaming. Can you believe it? It's just my avatar. A giant Adam West Batman stepping on a church. <laughs> Grinning. It offends Vinkman. <laughs> Not in my town. Ray, what did you do? <laughs> Ray, you are a scientist. What did you do? <laughs> but Ray, you are a scientist. Where did the blood go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Just imagining Adam West doing that. <laughs> Just the build-up. It's 1960s Batman. It roars. <laughs> so no matter what they chose, it, he would have it would have appeared as giant, but not that big. But so if Minkman chose it, it would just be a giant vagina. That would have been a very disturbing movie. Like the anime version of Ghostbusters. <laughs> he was a big Mr. Stafa fan. <laughs> look on his face. He's telling a molestation story. <laughs> Ray, what happened at camp? Again, Adam West, as they're watching. <laughs> There's people running away from him, screaming. <laughs> yeah, step on that fucking church. Yeah. Pick sees Adam West. <laughs> Doesn't know how to react. Have we already passed Ron Jeremy? I think so. I think that was during the montage. <laughs> they fire their proton packs at Adam West, and he grimaces. <laughs> He's on fire. This Aim for the we, eyebrows! This is why we can never be Ghostbusters, because we're going to fight Adam West. <laughs> and nobody wants to fight Adam West. Nobody can. <laughs> MB would be too in love to actually fight him. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't do I would, it. I would do whatever he said. <laughs> you, start fight, you start blasting us. Leave him alone! Leave giant Adam, Adam West, West alone. Just give him a chance. He just wants to love and destroy us. <laughs> you this is how we're going to just to save New York. This is how we're going to die. Killed by a giant 60s Batman. You became Andy once again. There at the end. That Vinkman assaults Ray. <laughs> and that the Marshmallow Man's final form is kind of badass. Okay. 
Kinky. I don't know about you guys, but you guys want to cross the streams? Yeah. <laughs> the Marshmallow Man just looks shocked. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're doing what? <laughs> he just says, no, don't cross the streams. <laughs> It'll be total particle reversal. Do not see me. <laughs> <laughs> that shot of his face burning is so disturbing. Like, it was alive. It starts raining marshmallows. <laughs> like Hellboy's watching, a tear rolls down his face. Matt. Shot. Oh no, it's a cool looking building. This is how I imagined the end of my life would end. What? A crispy Co- demon dog or covered in marshmallows? Covered in marshmallows. Covered in white goo. Ugh. Oh. Oh, it's my, actually my favorite joke of the entire movie when Bankman shows up and he's fine. He's not covered in anything. Everyone else is covered head to toe. Bankman's perfectly clean. That shaving cream looks delicious, by the way. <laughs> Vanky! <laughs> He's fine. Leave him alone. Jesus. Peck, on the other hand, drowned in marshmallow goo. He's dead. It's kind of dark. He's long dead. He's super dead. He died screaming. In immense pain. I thought they're all having a serious moment covered in marshmallow. It's a genius movie. In the second movie, they were just covered in slime. Come on, everybody. Dig out my girlfriend. Okay, everybody have a go at her. Quickly. (laughs) She's been reborn. She has night vision and organic webbing now. (laughs) (laughs) She wears an iron costume. I know this is going to sound... What's weird. with all the white stuff? <laughs> what did you guys do? <laughs> I know this is going to sound weird, but can you give me a hand job with some of the stuff on your hand? Come on, it'll be cool. <laughs> Don't you want to know what makes me tick? He's slippery. Dan Aykroyd looks pretty stoic, covered in shaving cream. He's like Superman. <laughs> Ray getting serious again. <laughs> After he conjured a giant marshmallow man. 
Winston. <laughs> that's that's what he loves most about New York, the giant marshmallow man. <laughs> and it don't look good. You're gonna call. <sighs> and that was Ghostbusters. Never gets old. It only gets it, better. It never does. Fantastic movie. It's one of those few movies you can watch over and over again and not get sick of. He wasn't allowed to smoke in the sequel. I have to think that Ray's a hard-traveling hero. Now, there's a whole spinoff where he goes from town to town on a motorcycle, busting ghosts solo. I was a dog once. He ends up saying that in court in Ghostbusters, too. And again, you don't see Peg again, so I'm pretty sure he died. Yeah, he's not even in the crowd. The marshmallow goo melted him alive. <laughs> Wait, how fucking long were they up there? It was day when they went in. Then it was night... No, it's day again. Did this entire sequence take like 12 to 13 hours to complete? Well, there were a lot of stairs. That is true, but... They slept up there. Ray brought his stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Ray just carries his stuff in a knapsack. What's with the creepy guy just standing on top of the rubble dancing? He ended up becoming a serial killer. He became the Sin Eater. Dun, 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 dun. Come on, guys, oh, sing. Ray. Ray Parker Jr. By the way, I watched the music video to this for the first time today. You only saw it, you've only seen it for the first time today? I know, I couldn't believe it myself. Jesus Christ. It's amazing how rapey that video is. Pretty rapey. And just weird. The dancing is incredible, though. You gotta love the dancing. You love the dancing? I love the dancing. I love the dancing. I am lord of the dance. <sighs> Final thoughts? Special effects foreman, Joe Day. <laughs> Was that your final thought? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I can top that. Ah. <sighs> Ghostbusters, one of the greatest films ever made. God, it is. I mean that sincerely. They're just cleaning up the town. I still can't believe it's my birthday. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you turned 22 watching Ghostbusters. Isn't that the best way to turn 22? Ironically, you were conceived during Ghostbusters. It all comes full circle. Which means I have to die. (laughs) (laughs) The last pulp commentary. (laughs) You're absorbed in a beam of light. It's magic, man. It's magic, MB. No, you gotta gotta echo it. It's magic, magic, magic. MB. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're such a taskmaster. I'm a Captain America villain. Shriver's <laughs> <laughs> taskmaster. Hey, I've got an idea. Why don't we just end the commentary on him saying it's magic, magic, magic. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Wait, we were, we were literally doing that? I don't know. If you want. <laughs> I can say it again. <laughs> we don't just have to sit here in silence. <laughs> I'm leaving all this in. <laughs> anyway. That was fun. Uh, let's do it again. Exactly. So... We're going to watch Ghostbusters again. You guys fuck <laughs> off because we want to do it, you know, in private. Oh, Hot Night, written by Diane Warren and The Doctor. I told you he was in this movie. <laughs> we we got to listen to Clean Up the Town after we're done here. Saving the day. By Kevin and Brian O'Neill. <laughs> All right. So this has been Pulp Commentary for Ghostbusters. Ivan Mike. I've been in there. And I've been Hero. And who are you going to call? <laughs>